Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. My name is Matt Southcombe and I'm joined tonight by rugby writers Andy Howell and Delmi Parfit. Uh, chaps, I promise that's the most upbeat that I'll be this evening after watching that. Um, Wales have beaten Japan 33-30, but Andy, as uh, Rob Howley said and admitted, it's a win that feels like a loss. Yeah, it was an absolutely shocking performance from Wales, and we sat here now, Matt, and I don't think uh, any of us have got any idea what the Welsh tactics were, what was the game plan. Um, you know, Wally Howley and Robbie McBride, the other prime coach, what they actually uh, doing because the players seem to be as uh, confused as, as us. Hmm. Del, um, I come to you. If Wales are to be taken seriously at, at the top table of, of world rugby, um, those are the games that they need to be put into bed comfortably. We've seen, uh, I don't want to talk about other sides, but England beat Fiji by 50 points today. Um, there was talk on Twitter that they were a 6 out of 10 effort from those guys. Um, nowhere near their best, says Eddie Jones, but they'll be looking at that from Wales and they'll be laughing, surely. Uh, probably privately, at least, yeah. uh, Matt. I mean, you know, you look at Eddie Jones's reaction to England's win against South Africa last Saturday, and it was pointed. It was really well. We can do a lot better. Whereas Rob Howley's reaction to a, a narrow win against Argentina, which was a decent win, but a very uninspiring one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was oh, by comparison. It was oh, I'm, I'm delighted. You know, we showed our character and 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 all the rest of it. And I think even today. He's, he's been speaking about um, it being feeling like a relief, you know, that they've beaten Japan. And, and yes, he said it felt like a loss, so credit to him for that. But, you know, these uh, that, that was a display today that I think will lose Wales respect in, in the eyes of a lot of major rugby nations. Because don't forget, that wasn't even Japan's strongest side. You know, we talk about how they played at the World Cup. Well, most of those players weren't there and Japan actually showed today that they've got some strength in depth mm-hmm. and they showed what major major strides they've made as a rugby nation and perhaps that's no surprise when you think of the influence someone like Eddie Jones has had even Jamie Joseph the current coach is a, is a, a former All Black you know there's a country who are really starting to motor towards the 2019 World Cup which they'll host of course they're not going to win that they know that but you know, they, they've they've probably got an outside shot of, of of getting to the quarterfinals, and if they do, that will be hailed as a major triumph. Wales, well, you know, at the moment they look like they'll be going to the the 2019 World Cup just to make the numbers up. Yeah, yeah Matt. Yeah. The point the point I would make is Japan have brought in Jamie Joseph, guided the Highlanders to the Super Rugby title. Japan have got a Super Rugby team now, and the Sun Wolves who will who will make massive strides. And what have Wales done? The Welsh Rugby Union. Reappointed Rob Howley and Robin McBride gave him new contracts. Did it in secret. Didn't go public with it like they did when they trumpeted Jason Strange as the Wales under twenty coach getting a new deal, and, and they kept it quiet because do you know what? I think they knew there would be outrage mm. from the Welsh public who wanted change. Howley and McBride, terrific servants, done a good job as assistants to um, Warren Gatland since two thousand and eight. But the soundings we get from the dressing room is the players want some fresh voices. Now, the WIU had the chance to do that without it costing anything. If Wales continue to play as they are and struggle in the Six Nations, there'll be a clamour for Howley and McBride to get sacked. And guess what? That would cost the Welsh Rugby Union a load of money because they would have to pay them off. 
Well, Del on that. I mean, that, that clamour's already there. You got, you've only got to look on social media this evening and you'll see that, um, that there's people calling for the coaches to go. There's even former players getting involved as well, saying that they're not up to it. Where do you stand on mm-hmm. that? I, 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 I do find it difficult, Matt, uh, because I've, you know, we've, we've, we've been invited in to watch Wales train and you see Howley and, and even McBride to a degree going about what they do and you think, well, yeah, they're really meticulous. They look like they're really at it. You know they know what they're doing, and and yet clearly uh, something isn't right there. Clearly, um, they're not pressing the right buttons. Whether that's from a tactical point of view and from a man management point of view, you know, I I, I thought the players, uh, the way the players performed against Australia in the first autumn match was just beyond belief. The the lack of heart and the lack of urgency and and the lack of effort. And that's something really that for all their shortcomings in past games you could never accuse the Wales players of. But for me, they, they, they lacked they lacked the bottle. And mm-hmm. and you know, and I said as much. And um you know, I what 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 I can't fathom and it's happened not just as a one off, it's happened on about four occasions this year in 2016 it happened against Ireland in the first half of the Six Nations it happened against England for the first 60 or 70 minutes it happened against the Chiefs on tour and it happened in the last test against New Zealand and it happened against Australia where we get this almost we can't explain why we were so off the pace well that's not good enough Matt Mm. it's not good enough from an international side containing as many British Lions as this Wales team does it is not good enough just to turn round after a game and say well we can't put our finger on it you know we prepared not good enough you don't see any other tier one nation coming out with nonsense like that and like I say it's not just a one off against Australia and today it's happened all throughout the year and they have to address why that is yeah. Well, what should have happened, Matt, is that uh, Wales, the WIU, they should have brought in Dave Rennie from the Chiefs, who was available. Uh, but now with Greg Townsend taking over the Scotland job, Rennie's going to Glasgow. Warriors, he's a fantastic coach. Uh, it's part of his development to become the All Blacks uh, coach at some point in the future. He's been told to go overseas. So he's going there. He would have been perfect for Wales. Um, and we saw what he could do with the Chiefs' second stroke third team hammering Wales uh, during that summer, summer, summer tour. So you know Wales, you've got to have the best people doing the job. Doesn't matter where they're from. I, I got to I, I got to be honest, and I'm not sure that there's the knowledge amongst that WRU hierarchy about world coaching at the moment. I just don't know if there's you know the the finger the collective finger is on the pulse about who's available, who would be good, etc., etc. You know, you, I I. I, I have my misgivings about that. Well, I would have thought getting, uh, John has worked in Canada and worked in Australia should have that knowledge. Uh, but I think Martin Phillips, the new chief executive as well, he missed the chance there to uh, stamp his authority on the job by saying, I'm in charge and this is what we're doing, rather than uh, and letting Warren Gatland dictate who he wanted to keep on as, uh, as his coaches. Right. We've talked a lot about the coaches here. Um, let's come on to today's game, the performances, the players. Um, there was a positional switch at fullback and wing. Liam Williams, Lee Halfpenny. How do you think those two went in their different positions today? Yeah, I thought that uh, that, that that worked, particularly with uh, Halfpenny. I thought he benefited from it the most. Let's don't forget that Halfpenny was originally a winger, and uh, Delmy and I can remember him tearing up uh, Twickenham when Cardiff Blues hammered yeah. Gloucester yeah. in the Anglo Welsh final from the the wing. I actually think Halfpenny's a better player when he's got less time on the ball. 
less time to uh, to think and plays by instinct. Then he starts beating people. When he's a fullback, sometimes he's got you know you've got time, you have a few seconds, and he and he gets uh, caught between kicking or running. But today you saw his work in uh, in traffic, and I thought he really went well. And Liam Williams is Liam Williams, isn't he? He got sin bin for. Uh, uh, a cynical professional foul, mm-hmm. but he gives his all. And if you look at the chart, he actually made a lot, a lot of meters, and he defended quite well. Dell is uh, there's another member of that back three today. Um, he's had his criti- critics in the past, and I don't like singling out players for criticism time and time again. But um, it's another day to forget for Alex Cuthbert. Um it, it probably was Matt. Um, I, I do feel for him a little bit today. Um, I thought. Well, you've got to give him some credit today. Was at least he got stuck in and he he got into positions where um, he, he was he was in a position to exploit uh, certain situations. Um, he didn't, um, and that was down to some of his own errors. Also down, I think he, he has very little. Seems to get very little rub of the green. I think I think uh, Cuthbert just needs a, a ball to sort of bounce awkwardly into his arms and and him sprint away and score a try for his confidence because I. You know, you, you you see him today, and like on more than one occasion, you know, when when things didn't go right for him, he's like there with his head in his hands. You know, how many times have we seen and, that? And it's just, it, but but Matt, it just magnifies things, and people see that, and they just think, oh, he's made a mistake again. Mm. You know, and he becomes an easy target then for some of the snipers on on social media, etc., etc. And yeah, he's going through it. Nothing's going right for him, but you know, I I don't think Alex Cuthbert by any means was. Um, you know the the one one of the sort of main uh, contributors to to the Japan shambles. I really don't. Matt um, is uh, on social media. It's not just snipers who are having a go at him. Mine is uh, former Wales wings and former top club wings who are all having a go at him uh, on social media. They just don't think he's up to it. That he's not good enough uh, rugby player, um, and you know they just cannot believe he's still involved in the uh, Wales setup. I will say, as Dal said, though, that Cuthbert does always try. His hardest is just whether or not he's good enough. Wales had a winger on the bench in Keelan Giles, who's a natural rugby player, might have come on and won that game for Wales. And guess what? They were scared to scared to send him on. I thought they were scared to send him on. You know, you you there's a guy who, if he's good enough to be brought into the squad, you you, you either think to yourself, Keelan Giles, I can send him on and, and and he can change this game for us with a bit of magic, or. I better not send Keelan Giles on because he's inexperienced and he might make a mistake that costs us the game. Now you 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 are glass half empty or half full there, mm. um, and it perhaps shows the mindset of the Welsh management at the moment how fragile their confidence is that they came down on the one side and thought not not risking it. You know, yeah. you, you know, you'd have to ask yourself if that was uh, Kiwi or uh, Aussie coaches, what would they do? Well, you know, they they tend to take a chance, don't they? Exactly. Okay, then, moving on. Jamie Roberts had a massive point to prove this week. He's um, he's been one of his own harshest critics. I think. I think he gave a very honest interview uh, in the week. Said he needed to uh, bounce back after his uh, subpar performance against Australia. Uh, do you think he sort of made his mark on this game? He was good in the early exchanges, but uh, personally, I think he might have faded a little bit. Yeah, he started off. He was all right, wasn't he? But uh, of course, he, he was playing against Japan. His their centres are not the uh, biggest in the world. Garth Anscombe takes the ball quite flat. At outside half and Wales had front foot uh, ball initially so Roberts and Jonathan Davis you know they only had to run a couple of metres to get over the game line so it wasn't too difficult mm. and their uh, size and bulk gave Japan problems early on but I thought that uh, Japan uh, coped with that as the game went on and the uh, Welsh backs were quite ineffective afterwards yeah. um, 
the halfbacks again a lot of criticism. Dell, um, Anscom and Lloyd Williams both given a chance against Japan. Um, I thought this was a really big chance for for Lloyd Williams in particular. Um, I think Gareth Davis has been getting away with some of his performances recently with with this, the few tries that he's scored. Um, unfortunately for for Lloyd Williams and Gareth Anscombe, I don't think either of them really took that chance today. No, I don't think they did. I mean, I, you know, as ever, Lloyd's service was good. He's got a great pass on him, but I, I don't think today, uh, you know, the number nine has to dictate the tempo of the match, and I don't think he took that game by by the scruff of its neck. He needs to be making making his presence felt around the fringes a lot more. Mm. You know, a few darts with a ball, um, you know, and just being a general handful. Anscombe, it was his first start at fly half, and the big question was, is, can this guy cut it at international level? Well, on the evidence of today, no. Mm. And uh, I think he um, did himself uh, no favours at all today. He was at fault for the um, interception Japanese try in the first half. What he's doing with that basketball pass, I think yeah. it, it smacked a complacency. Why try that? Oh, because it's Japan. Yeah. You'd never try that against, say, England in the Six Nations. He should have just taken the ball into contact and set up another phase and and you know that for me uh, summed his performance up and and he was another one I just don't think and as a partnership either as a as a regional partnership which they are they should have a good understanding you know what, what did they do to to, to, to influence mm. and change that game mm. very little yeah well I don't matter because Davis didn't do a lot after he came on did he no although Sam Davis made an impact though yeah and you know he could he controlled things more he knew exactly what he was doing and had the confidence to go for the uh, for the drop goal. He th- I thought he should have come on earlier. Well, he should have done. And, no, and I, would have, I would have made a change at half-time. That, that's another... Well, if, if not at half-time, then certainly after, say, 50 minutes. But what, what was it, 67, 68 minutes when he came on? Yeah, something like that. You know, so, I, again, I just think it shows a lack of confidence in younger players from, from the management. You know, they, they, they were probably thinking at 50 minutes, no, let's pull, pull him back. Still half an hour to go. He, he, you know, he's not hasn't got the experience. Well, what's he doing in the squad then? You know, yeah. why did Audi change, make so many changes to his team anyway? Scott Williams and Jonathan Davis played well against Argentina. Um, Scott has been pitched training this week. Why did they leave him out? You know, I know they played together for the Scarlets, but they'd only started three times as a combination for Wales. Give him games. Give him a chance to build confidence. Same with Thomas Francis, a prop. Had his best game for Wales last week. He's not even in the 23 this week. Mm. I mean, what the heck is going on? They need to be building momentum and confidence in players. Well, there you go. Um, looking ahead to next week then, Sam Davis came on, showed massive bottle with the drop goal. Is it Dan Bigger at 10? Or is it Sam? <laughs> Matt, that's a very good question. Uh, I think it probably will. Well, it will be bigger because yeah. I know they want to keep him in the team. That's been patently obvious yeah. uh, for the, the last you know couple of months. Um, Wales are fortunate in a sense that they are next week playing probably uh, one of the worst South African teams in history, so they've got a chance of winning that game. You know, the Springboks lost today again in Italy, um, and it's there for the taking. Really, uh, in some respects, it's a shame the Springboks are not coming. With one of their better teams because I think you know if they were that uh, you know we really know then uh, if Wales how much stomach Wales have got for the uh, uh, for the battle. So Sam Davis, yeah, I like to see him uh, playing, but I, I just can't see it. See it. I think they're bound to be were to uh, bigger next week, and what'll be really interesting is who's wearing number twelve. Who would you put at number twelve? Well, I mean, look, 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 Matt. If they go with bigger and Jamie Roberts, then you know they will. I, 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 don't, I, don't think, I, I don't think they're going to get anywhere doing that because I don't think Bigger brings the best out of Jamie Roberts and what you'll see then um, you'll just see that the usual sort of stodgy 
up, up the middle, into yeah. contact, set up the phase, spread it out, boom, boom, but without any spark in attack and, and without any ability to, to, to actually make um, make line breaks, you know. And uh, I just think he's got to he's got to look at Sam Davis. I, I, I yeah. really think. Yeah, well, you need players who can make something happen, whether it's Sam Davis, Scott Williams. Or Keelan Giles, they need it. You know, I'd say they need at least two of those in the starting uh, starting lineup. He's not a flaky player either, Sam Davis. You know, he, all right, he, he has had a few defensive issues maybe in the past, but he's not. What I mean is, in terms of his game management, he's not a flaky player. He's not no. going to do something silly. So I don't think it's a it's you know a huge risk yeah. to start him. And when he makes a mistake, he doesn't let it get to him either. He just mm-hmm. bumps his back and just carries on because yeah. and that just shows to me he's got loads of confidence. Well, you know we've seen him before. He's come on for the Ospreys. I remember the Claremont game in Europe when Dan Bigger went off injured. I think it was very early in the second half, and the Ospreys really hadn't been in that game. Sam Davis came on and turned it on his head, Absolutely. won the game for them. You know, and that that was the moment for me when we thought, okay. This, this boy is ready to make the step up. Look, this, this boy was World Under 20 Player of the Year back in 2013. When you look at the list of players who've, who've won that award and gone on to become world greats, mm. you know, in a matter of months, really, that again shows that Wales are scared to play, uh, scared to throw uh, players into the fold. Um, you know, Wales and the Ospreys, in the case of Sam Davis. No, I, I worry with Sam Davis is that we're going to turn round one of these days and, and he's going to be 25. Yeah. And, 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 he's, and, he's, and he's going to have played three or four times for Wales yeah. and I've seen it with other players Matt you know it's just I think Andy's right we, we have a, a, a you know we have a, a sort of innate uh, reluctance to, to put faith in younger players yeah. we've mentioned uh, South Africa briefly there Italy great win for them today by the way 2018 yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it, for uh, for Italian rugby? And it's, uh, not for Wales. It's not, not for Wales, because <laughs> Wales go there first in the Six Nations, of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people have said, oh, let's get Italy should be kicked out the Six Nations. Well, the way Wales are going, I can see people are starting to spout <laughs> off with that in a few months' time. <laughs> you, you can't be <laughs> Anyway, um, South Africa come in, obviously, Rob Audley called them a wounded animal. Um, they've had a dismal year, that's well documented. Um, what sort of changes are we looking at next week? We've talked about a few. Well, on the from what we've seen this autumn, Matt, if, if South Africa are a wounded animal, Wales must be clinging on for dear life. <laughs> so I don't think there's any, uh, you know, um, purchase in that particularly. Um, changes, North will come back in. I'd, I'd leave Liam um, and, and Halfpenny um, as they are in the back three. That's settled. I, I would put Sam Davis in at 10. Um, probably go with the tried and trusted at centre. Mm. Up front, I, I think Thomas Francis deserves to start at tight dead. Yeah. Um, Scott Baldwin put a very good case forward today. I thought he was probably the the, the best player for Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Wynn, it's just a case of who partners him. Um, what did you make of Corey Hill today in the second row? I thought he was steady, yeah, steady and solid. unspectacular. Did yeah. you know? Did himself, uh, you know, no no harm. Uh, but I can't see him starting against uh, against the box. I think. Um, um, I think the back row's intriguing. Warburton, yeah. Warburton will play. Yeah. I've no doubt about that. And he'll play and he'll be captain. Mm. Um, Falatau's not back. So I think you've got to... Well, Moriarty is obviously at eight. And yeah. it's, it's whether Lydiate comes back in or whether Warburton reverts to the blind side in Tipperick. Let's, um, yeah, let's talk about this number eight situation first because I think there's a real headache here now for Rob Howley because Falatau played last night. Um, played 55 minutes for Bath. I watched that game. He was 
good in the opening exchanges but faded. I worry about his, his ability to play over 80 minutes at test match level. He's played, what, an hour all season since the New Zealand tour. That, you know, that's not a lot of rugby. You've got Moriarty, who's been one of Wales' best players this autumn. I thought James King was very good today as well. So I think Howley's got a real headache at number eight. Yeah, he certainly has. If he's going to uh, if he's going to utilise uh, Falatel next week, in my opinion, he's got to start with him mm-hmm. because my concern would be say Falatel came on after five minutes because of an injury. Has he got the uh, fitness, the match fitness, to be able to last the rest of the game? It'd be much better if Falatel's started, and if he only lasted five minutes, at least you've got a bloke coming off the bench, you know, who's uh, who going to go the distance. If based on uh, well, you saw him last night, Matt, and mm. you were a good judge. I would, um, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't pick him next week. I, I, I would start I would with, uh, I would start with uh, Moriarty yeah. at eight, and I'd have King on the bench, yeah. and uh, I would have, the, I would have put Warburton back on the blind side and Tippett's open side because I don't think Dan Idiot uh, uh, did his cause. Uh, uh, much good today because uh, when you look at his stats, I mean, he hardly carries the ball. Yeah. At least we are, you know, Tippett's so creative with the ball, and Warburton does carry more when he's at uh, when he's a blindside than than uh, Lydiate. I mean, what the back row composition could come down to is what tactics uh, Wales are going to employ and what their midfield is going to be. If you've got Scott Williams, I'd have bigger. I start with bigger ten, and I'd have Scott Williams in midfield, and I'd be looking to move South Africa about because against England they have three locks in the back row, I believe. And uh, but if Wales try and take them on up front and all, I think they could end up playing into Springbok's hands and it could be you know a 6-3 finish. As, as brilliant as Falatau is, I just think it would be madness to pitch yeah. him in from the start. And what would it say to Ross Moriarty, exactly, who, yeah. who, who, who's, you know, who was excellent in, in, you know, in, his, uh, in, in his place? You know? yeah, I think, mind if they do start with Falatau, Moriarty would be a 6 and Warburton 7. Yeah, well... It's not a bad back row, but again, you know, I do have my concerns about what Falatau's fitness is like. I'd rather see him stay with Bath now, to be honest. I wouldn't, I'd, instead of coming back to Wales this week, let him stay with Bath and have a good run of fixtures. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, um, though, Matt, he's been massively missed this autumn. Was the one thing you can say about Falatau, he is the one senior player in that side who, probably with Alan Wynne-Jones, to be fair, who's, who always gives you a performance. Yeah. So some of the others, they just blow hot and cold. And, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of people like Sam Warburton. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of people like George North, people like J- Jamie Roberts. Uh, they, you know, they just they are inconsistent, and they've been inconsistent the last year. And and you know that's all there is to it. And we've talked a lot about Wales at the moment, but let's give Japan some credit. They were. Uh, I got to be honest, I underestimated them. I wasn't expecting that. Um, Jamie Joseph spoke afterwards. Uh, they came with a game plan that teams like Wales, top tier teams, are not used to defending against. They run it from everywhere, very little kicking. They won't bash it up because you know, they accept that they're not big enough and strong enough. But they were fantastic today. You know, Argentina had the same game plan last week, mine, but Wales uh, dealt with that. I mean, Argentina might have made a lot more mistakes than uh, Japan. I think you've got to give uh, Japan huge credit because when you look at their forward pack, there wasn't many caps in it. Mm. And I was expecting them to get steamrolled up front. Uh, but they posed Wales problems by how uh, quickly they recycled the uh, possession. Wales were given yet another lesson in that facet of the game. And uh, they put the ball for the hands, they were invented, they ran off the ball, they showed pace, and they were dangerous. They'd taken much more at the game than Wales. And I think uh, uh, Japanese rugby is only going to get uh, 
better and better. They they deserve enormous credit, Matt. You know, don't anyone think that this was like a triumph for, for Japanese just throwing the ball around and invention and running barbarian style from everywhere. This was a triumph for their courage. I, I looked at those two teams when they were lining up before kickoff, and the difference in physical stature between the two of them was enormous. You could see it, mm. and yet they soaked up so much. Uh, punishment from the likes of Jamie Roberts even Jonathan Davis compared to them yeah, is, yeah. is a huge bag of muscle you know and they they, they absorbed it um, they didn't shirk anything I thought the number eight his, his name escapes me at the moment Murphy. Yeah, I thought Murphy. he was absolutely outstanding yeah. mm. um, you know and they just stood up to everything we, we threw at them and, and you know for that they deserve an enormous amount, amount of credit yeah they, they, were really all, they were also really fit yeah. But I think the big difference was they looked like a side had been coached, whereas Wales looked like a side which hadn't been coached. Yeah, well, this, that one try that they scored, you know, the beautiful try with the quick hands and the runners out the back, there was talk in the press room afterwards that Wales wouldn't have been able no. to score that try. No, wouldn't have. no, Wales wouldn't because their players haven't got the skills. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Um, lastly, then, Howley says that a win next week um, would make this a successful series, a defeat will make it a disappointing one. Dale, I can see you shaking your head already. I take it you don't agree no, with that? No, I don't agree with that. Uh, Wales have been... They, they, they were dogged against Argentina, and they deserve credit for that. They were excellent in defence, but they were absolutely, incredibly awful against Australia. They were shocking against Japan. And if they beat South Africa next week, yes, it'll be a Springbok scalp. Yes, it will go down in the, in the history ledger as a, a great win. Only the, what, third win we've ever had against them. But... It's got to be put into context. They're in disarray at the moment. So there's no point in us all standing around afterwards next week if we win, saying, oh, isn't this amazing? We've beaten South Africa. We, we've got to be realistic about it, Matt. And and so, no, it won't be. In, and yet, they'll, they'll have three wins out of four. So you say, well, great, but come on. You know, you've got to, you've got to be more circumspect than, than just looking at the results. What Wales have just regressed, you know, and, and they can say all they like. You know, oh, we haven't, we're working on this, we're doing this, that and the other. Look at our stats, we do, you know, we've done this percent and that percent. I'm, I'm judging them by what I see. Mm. And from what I've seen this autumn has been largely dirge, mm. for want of a better word. Yeah, just five wins in 15 fixtures. I'm afraid Rob Bowley is talking uh, talking rubbish. Um, Wales really should have been, you know, winning all four matches this autumn if they were making progress because uh, Australia was actually there for the take-in first game, and I think Wales' performance put into perspective by Scotland's display against the Aussies uh, last weekend. Yep. Argentina were way off where they'd been in the Rugby Championship, and uh, and Wales have you know um, nicked the win against Japan, if you like. And, as, uh, you know, and the South African rugby is at a real uh, crossroads. There's so much uh, of a power struggle on and off the, uh, the field. You, know, you couldn't uh, pick a better time to be playing playing them and I don't think it'll mean too much if Wales uh, beat them no let me just uh, play devil's advocate for a second then the target at the start of the autumn was to better their 50% record in the autumn internationals a win would do that you have you having any of that no I'm not no no I'm not because Wales should have been winning all four of these games this autumn especially with the uh, calibre of player in the Wales squad and uh, you know what they've done in European rugby in uh, in recent years I think Wales are punching at the moment they, they're punching way below their weight yeah. Well, you talk after after the whistle today, Dell, and um, we were the fans in the stadium and, and all sorts were celebrating a win against Japan. And let's face it, we we mugged Japan, and I think that should speak volumes as to where we are at the moment. Well, 
they're entitled to celebrate. Matt, you know, they paid their money, whatever, whatever turns them on, I suppose. But um, it certainly, it certainly didn't turn me on. And I, and, and you know, I, I saw some of the Wales players embracing one another after the drop goal. Okay, you can probably understand that because it's the emotions at the final whistle yeah, and the yeah. fact that they haven't been beaten. But you know, you you. You just think, you know, is this what it's come to, where we're sort of cheering and and high fiving after beating Japan on our own patch by three points with umpteen British Lions in the in the side? Is this what it, you know? Is is that what it's come to? If it, if it is, then it's uh, it's a pretty low ebb. Well, on that, all the talk before the autumn series was about targeting the top four in the world and making sure that we were in a good seeding for the World Cup draw, which comes in May. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, got six nations we, before that, Mike. So yeah, so what are you saying? We should be more concerned about falling into another group of death. Yeah, that, that could you know even if you're in the top eight, you can still be in a group of death because well, you yeah. might have Argentina outside the top eight, and you know you might end up playing them as well. well I so, know they weren't great this autumn. No, I know, but World Cup they're a different animal, aren't they? Generally, okay. come okay. Uh, come World Cup, and they got such a young team they they're building. Whereas Wales, you know, they had uh, um, Ireland have made progress in the last twelve months. England have made progress. Uh, Italy are making progress Scotland are making progress Argentina despite this autumn have made progress in the uh, rugby championship what are Wales then wasted the 12 months just standing still you, you look at, at that best. Six, you look at that six nations and you know, ev- I think every team is more is on the up apart from Wales yeah. um, even France looked like they're improving mm. um, you know Italy with the, the result today and, and Conor O'Shea who's a great coach I got no doubt he is going to produce something in the Six Nations with that Italian team. Yeah. You know, you got Ireland be- just beating the All Blacks. You got England who were just on, on a roll under Eddie Jones. Um, and of course, and Wales' Wales's first match is Italy away, mm-hmm. which is the worst time to play the Italians when they are fresh. And right up for the fight. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks. We we'll leave it there. Um, as always, folks. Thanks for joining us. You can follow all the reaction and the fallout from the Japan game on Wales Online. And we'll be building up to the final autumn series game against South Africa starting on Monday.